The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 20 most unusual plays in college football history. We all love to settle in and watch a college football game, easing into the flow and tide of the game. And if we're lucky enough, a game we watch may have the great comeback or that great ending or individual performance. And we can say we saw it live. But occasionally, we are lucky enough to witness a game that with one singular play, it was so unusual that we had to do a double take. And we say we can't believe what we just saw. And that becomes a moment we savor for the rest of our lives. Uh, going to other sports for an analogy, witnessing an unassisted triple play or watching Dr. J leap out of bounds and back in against Abdul Jabbar or that immaculate reception, you know, that sort of thing. Now, before we begin to garner an understanding of the criteria we used, epic plays that were astonishing, extraordinary, but not necessarily unusual did not make our list. For example, quarterback Kenny Stabler's epic run downfield, the celebrated run in the mud, arguably the most epic run in Crimson Tide history, where he cut, ducked, dashed, labored 47 yards for the only touchdown of the game, did not make our list. Why? Well, it was not curious enough to make our list, just as O.J. Simpson's 67-yard epic run against UCLA, or Doug Flutie's Hail Mary, or Reggie Bush's cross-field cutback run against Fresno State. These were standard plays where the player did something simply extraordinary. So here on this list, we are looking for the unusual, never seen before, where the aftermath and the impact of the play lived on in the hearts and minds of those watching. Now, over the next two podcasts, we will count down the 20 most unusual plays in college football history. Today, we count down numbers 20 to 11. So here we go. Number 20, the 99-yard punt. On October 28, 1950, Pat Brady from Nevada, Reno, had a punt of 99 yards against Loyola Marymount, setting an NCAA record that simply can't be broken and has yet to be tied. Punting out of his own end zone, the ball hit the ground at the Loyola's 25-yard line, bounced and stopped less than two feet from Loyola's goal line. Number 19, a blocked field goal to secure the mother of all upsets. You would not think a block would make our list of most unusual plays, Unless, of course, it delivered a historic impact. On September 1st, 2007, the upset of the big house where Appalachian State defeated Michigan 34-32. Safety Corey Lynch blocked a field goal on the last play of the game in front of over 109,000 in attendance in Ann Arbor, considered by many to be the mother of all upsets. On the opening day of the 2007 season at the big house, this game was seen as such a mismatch that the Las Vegas Sportsbooks refused to offer a betting line, Division 1AA Appalachian State, up against historic power Michigan. Add to this the realization that no Division 1AA team had ever defeated a ranked Division 1A team. And this is when Corey Lynch came out of nowhere to block the punt on the last play of the game. Number 18, the punt of Ruski. September 17, 1988, Florida State 24, Clemson 21. Clemson entered the game 2-0, number three in the nation. This game actually featured a 61-yard flea flicker by Clemson 
that caught the Seminoles by surprise. But this game was quite chock full of surprises. And that play did not make a list. What this one did. Tied at 21 with two minutes remaining, Clemson had the Seminoles pinned fourth and 10 inside the 10. Florida State lined up to punt. The Seminoles pulled a punterowski, a fake punt. Instead of snapping the ball to the punter, the ball was snapped to the upback, who gave the ball between his legs, mind you, to Leroy Butler. In the meantime, the punter faked the ball going over his head. Butler raced 90 yards to the one-yard line. One field goal later, the Tigers suffered their most stunning loss. Number 18, the punch that formed the NCAA. On November 25, 1905, a player from Yale, his name was J.J. Quill, punched a Harvard player, his name was Hooks Burr, with an open-fisted punch in the middle of a play. That was unusual enough. But the historical context, as a result, President Theodore Roosevelt, a Harvard alum, began the process which led to the formation of the NCAA, all because of a punch during a game. Number 16, the Powder River Pass. On October 23, 1954, Arkansas defeated Ole Miss 6-0. Number 7, Arkansas was known as the 25 Little Pigs because they were small and quick, and they entered the game undefeated. In front of our sold-out stadium in Little Rock, with four minutes left in the game, the score was knotted at 0-0. At their own 34, the Razorbacks deployed the Powder River Pass. The Razorbacks ran a sweep, pitching the ball to tailback Bubby Bob Benson. The Ole Miss defenders, they converged towards the sweep, and the lead block of Preston Carpenter made his block and then raced downfield. Benson threw 33 yards to Carpenter, who raced another 33 yards for a touchdown. The result, a 66-yard touchdown pass for the only score of the day. Number 15, not one, but two, 110-yard punts. Yes, 110-yard punts. Pat O'Day of the Wisconsin Badgers was first noticed on the field of practice when a ball came his way. So he picked it up, and he returned the ball to the players. And how did he do that? We well, kicked it 65 yards. He was immediately proclaimed the punter. In his first punt ever in a game, it went 85 yards against Lake Forest. On October 29, 1898, against Minnesota, O'Day had his first, yes, first 110-yard punt. On October 21, 1899, he did it again against Yale, a 110-yard punt. Understand, this all occurred before the NCAA was formed and kept their records. Number 14, the fake field goal to win the game in overtime. On September 18, 2010, Michigan State lined up for a potential game-winning field goal to try and force a second overtime against Notre Dame. Down 31-28, to the Spartans lined up for a 46-yard field goal attempt under the lights in East Lansing. The ball was snapped, and then suddenly the holder, who was Aaron Bates, a high school quarterback, threw the ball downfield to a wide-open receiver for the winning touchdown in overtime. It was the call of the year and the play of the year. Number 13, the fake fair catch. On September 15, 2018, Arkansas punted from its 50-yard line, and North Texas kickoff returner Keegan Brewer catches the ball. He paused upright in a manner you would do if you caught a fair catch. But here's the thing. He never signaled for the fair catch. The Razorback punt coverage team, well, they began to walk up the field. Brewer calmly took three steps for he raced 90 yards for a stunning touchdown. On the replay, it was clear there was no whistle blown to stop play. Was it intentional? Yes, it was. Number 12, the controversial hook and ladder. So on September 18, 1965, you want controversy? Well, it happened in this game. Georgia 18, Alabama 17. It was the opening game of the season, and Alabama was ranked number five in the AP poll. They were playing at Georgia, and Georgia's starting quarterback, Tristan Redelhoover, was out. 
and backup rookie quarterback Kirby Bourne was in. Buckle your seatbelts for here's what happened. Georgia was down 17-10 to 10 at its own 27-yard line late in the game. Kirby Moore dropped back and threw it low to Pat Hodges, who then dashed 10 yards to the 35-yard line. He then lateraled the ball to Bob Taylor, who's trailing the play, and Taylor raced 73 yards for a touchdown, the hook and ladder. Now, here's the thing. Georgia went for two, and Kirby Moore passed again for the two-point conversion. But, 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 on Sunday... Highlights of the flea flicker showed that before lateraling the ball to Bobby Taylor and while possessing the ball, Pat Hodges' knee was clearly touching the ground. Still, despite the controversy, this is number 12 on our list. Number 11, the fumble Ruski. Uh, I had a hard time keeping this one out of the top 10. And even now as I speak these words, I still regret it. Miami 31, Nebraska 30, January 2nd, 1984, the Orange Bowl. Entering the Orange Bowl, Nebraska was riding a 22-game winning streak. Coach Tom Osborne's terrifying eye formation went on to average 52 points a game that season. Facing them that night in the Orange Bowl was the hometown Miami Hurricanes, 10.5 point underdogs. Miami stunned the number one team in the nation, taking a 17 to nothing lead in the first quarter. So momentum had a change, right? Down 17 to nothing in the second quarter, Nebraska took possession at their own 24-yard line and drove to the Miami 19. This is when, with a little over six minutes gone in the second half, Nebraska facing a third and five from the Miami 19, Nebraska quarterback Turner Gill snaps the ball, left the ball on the ground for offensive lineman Dean Steinkuhler, who picks it up and runs into the end zone. The old fumble ruski. And it fooled the Miami Hurricanes. It fooled the TV cameraman. And it fooled the announcer, who commented, I was totally fooled. This was the game where Coach Tom Asburn went for two, where a tie would have given the Cornhuskers a national championship. Well, there you have it, our countdown of 20 to 11 of the most unusual plays in college football history. Did we cover any that you would want to be included on the list? Did we include any that were too high? Or how about too low? As in, why didn't that single play end up in our top 10? Do you know what plays are still out there that we will cover in our next episode to complete our countdown of the most unusual plays? Well, numbers 10 to 1 is coming next. Join us on the next episode as we complete the countdown of the 20 greatest, most unusual plays in college football history. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.